Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Woo, baby. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You guys know what it means when you hear that funky. That funky funk. Uh, let's play it again. Yeah. Uh, uh. Woo, guys. Yo, we're back. We are back. We are back live. We are back with sports with Jesus, baby. Sports with Jesus. We're back for a fifth episode. Oh, my God. Yo, we're back. Oh. Oh. Baby. Baby. Nah, you guys are too kind. You guys are too kind. Oh, man. You see this? This is why I love coming here. I love coming here because I get all this love, man. Infinite love. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Oh, Lord, Lord, and Lord. Lord, help us, man. Yo, I can't believe we're back. I can't believe we're back with another episode. We're up to episode five now. We're up to episode five. What, what happened to the rest of the four, man? What happened to the one, two, three, four? Oh, my God. Yo, time just flies by. Time waits for no one, man. That's why you got to get busy. You got you to gotta make the best of the time. Your time is now. My time is now. Our time is now, baby. Let's go. Oh, man. Yo, we're back with another episode. I'm sorry. And I just want to start off by saying I'm sorry. You know, I, I missed the last I missed the last episodes, man. I missed the last couple episodes. Uh, I was going to press um, a couple buttons on my soundboard to see if there's like a, a boo button because I should get booed. I should get booed. And and the reason I should get booed, all right, let's just, just give me the boos. Give me the boos. We're going to make our own boo. Boo. Boo, Marcos, boo, you had us waiting six years for the fifth episode, boo, boo, guys, I'm, I'm really sorry, guys, you know, life, you know, it's just it's life, you know, life happens, and I, it's no excuse, you know, life happens, and you just lose, you lose track of time, you, you, you get overwhelmed, you know, you feel a lot of pressure, and you want everything to be perfect, man, but you, you just gotta, you just gotta realize, and you gotta continue to go forward, and you gotta, you, you just gotta know, like, not everything's gonna be perfect, man, not everything is gonna be perfect, perfect is overrated, perfect is overrated, man, you know, it's the process, it's the journey to becoming perfect. That's that's the good stuff right there. And and you know, we're in the process right now. We're in the process to becoming great. We're in the process to becoming perfect. And you know, you just can't rush it. You just can't rush it. Me, you know, I I I, I rushed it. You know, I I thought I could do it. You know, I thought I could just boom, jump in right into it. Jump in right into it. No, it's not that easy. It is not. No, it, it you got to prepare. You got to you got to work hard. You got to be committed. You got to tell yourself like, "Yo, I'm going to leave. I'm going to eat, live and breathe this stuff." You know what I'm saying? You got to focus, man. You got to you got to be committed. You got to be you got to lock down, man. And, um, you know, it, it's been a tough process for me. It's been tough, you know, adjusting, uh, adapting to the new lifestyle. You know, I love my friends, you know. I, I love I love living in the moment. You know, I like making the best of everything. Uh, but you, you got to make sacrifices sometimes, you know. And no sacrifice, no victory. We went over the meaning of sacrifice a couple episodes ago. And you guys should already know, man. You, you got you to gotta sacrifice, man. You got to be committed and you got to be sacrificed. I mean, you got to sacrifice you got you got to sacrifice time. That's that's it right there, man. That's the most important thing. 
because you're it's, it's something you're not going to get back and that's why it's so meaningful because time just flies by you know it flies by you you never know when you're in the good old days till you know you just never know when you're in the good old days because when you're doing good stuff you know the time just flies right by and you know the time has been passing me by and it's just been me versus me you know it's you versus you you know what I'm saying? You, you, like, I want everything to be perfect. You know, I want everything on this podcast to be perfect. But, you know, I just got to accept it that it's not going to be perfect and that it's a process. And, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take commitment. You know, I feel like I'm repeating myself. But, you know, that's what you got to tell yourself, man. You got you to gotta keep pushing. You got you to gotta stay committed, man. You got to stay focused. And, you know, I haven't been focused, man. I, it's, been affecting, it's been affecting my work. You know, work is never fun. You know, work is work for a reason. And this is why we're working hard on this so we don't have to work anymore at this other work. You know, I work at Best Buy. You know, I'm a salesman. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. A lot of pressure when, you be in a, when you're a salesman. You know, I don't like to toot my own horn. I'm very humble. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good salesman, you know. And the pressure's on, you know, when you walk into that store because everyone's counting on you to perform. And you just got to get busy, man. You got to... You got to make numbers. It's not commission-based, none of that. So it's, it's hard to, you know, to find the drive. But my drive is, you know, to work for my, you know, you just got to remind yourself of the drive. Remind yourself why you do this. And, you know, for my Best Buy career, you know, it, it wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for my boy Jason, man. Jason is one of my, you know, my managers. And I'll never forget it. He, 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 he I'll never forget the interview, man. I'll never forget the interview. He was, he is my ex-girlfriend's stepfather's friend. So that, that's how I know Jason. <laughs> He's my ex-girl's stepfather's friend. They knew each other since second grade. So, you know, he hooked me up and he put me on with a job. And, um, you know, his interview, you know, he asked me a couple questions. And then, you know, he just saw that, you know, I was just a really hard worker. And that I just wanted, you know, to work for, you know, my bread, you know, so I could have some money. And, uh, you know, he just skipped the other questions and he was like, yo, I'm not, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna interview you. Just don't fucking steal from me, man. Excuse my French. But that is exactly what he said. He was like, yo, just don't effing steal from me, man. I'll never forget that, man. He, he trusted me, uh, to, to work in his store and, uh, you know, he just trusted me, man. He trusted me and, you know, I repaid him back with some hard work and some numbers and, you know, he's been taking care of me forever, man. He's been taking care of me. And I just my Best Buy career is just uh is just dedicated to him, man. Everything I do in Best Buy is for him, man. You know, this is my guy and anything I can do to help this guy reach the next level. It's not about me, you know. Best Buy is not it's not my thing, you know. It's just I just work there. <laughs> you know, I just work there and you know, I work hard, I'm a hard worker. You give me a task, the task is gonna get done. You know what I'm saying? Pow. Just like that. But um, you know, uh, you know, my best buy, you know, everything I do is for him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I just got to remind myself my motive and uh, my drive. And it's my boy, Jason, man. Let's go. Let's get it. Shout out to my boy, Jason, man. Shout out to my boy, Jason, man. GM of 1172. You know what I'm saying? Pow. Yeah. Yeah. Make some noise. Make some noise for my boy, Jason, man, because if it wasn't for him, who knows if I would be on this podcast right now, man? Who knows if I would have got this nice equipment from from the podcast, if I would have got this nice mic, you know, uh, all this stuff, man. Thanks to Best Buy. Thanks to my boy, Jason, man. But on to the next.
on to the next you know that's the intro you know uh you know the podcast is hard i just got to keep grinding and remind myself that it's a process and um you know you just got to keep working hard man and and it gets tough man it gets tough you know you don't really have motivation uh to watch the games because they're not live you know it's 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 it's, it's very different watching a live game and a recorded game you know it's huge you know the emotions aren't the same and um you know it just it's, it's tough it's tough but um you know it's a process man it's a process but um you know we're just going to get right into it we're going to get right into it we're going to talk about the nets the knicks the yankees the mets we're going to talk about all that good stuff man all that good stuff let's go but first um you know we're also going to talk about UFC 287 because last episode I introduced it but I I made the mistake of not talking about it so we're going to jump into that first and then we're going to get into some basketball, and then we're going to get into some baseball, and then we're going to get into some Bible talk, baby. We're going to walk with Jesus, man. We're going to listen. We're going to we're gonna read the Lord's book, the Bible, man. Let's go. We're going to read it together, and um, it's going to be beautiful, man. It's going to be a beautiful episode, man. It's going to be a beautiful episode because every episode is beautiful, man, because, you know, I get to spend this time with you guys. You know what I'm saying? But um, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it, man. We're gonna talk about UFC 287. You know, I intro like I said before. You know, I introduced it last episode, but um, you know, we're gonna talk about it this episode because obviously I forgot, and that was very unprofessional of me. The last episode was like a week and a half ago. This fight was like two weeks ago. So, you know, it's it, it's fun, man. But you guys are still gonna find out, um. What happened in UFC 287, man? UFC 287, man. Let's get right into it. Boom. All right, guys. So we're going to get it right into it. UFC 287, man. UFC 287, guys. I just recorded it, and it sounded bad. So I got to do it all over again. But we're going to go right into it, man. UFC 287, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira, man. Huge fight. One of the biggest cars of the year. You know, the UFC, they always find a way. They always find a way to top their last pay-per-view fight. And, you know, this one was nothing short of greatness, man. You know, great fights to finish the prelims and the main card. And it was just amazing. Um, I tuned in in the last fight of the prelims. And I was blessed to see the fight of the night, man. I'm blessed to see the fight of the night. It was Chris Curtis versus Kelvin Gastelum. Chris Curtis is an up-and-coming fighter. Kelvin Gastelum is a former contender. And, you know, it was a great five. It was a great fight these guys, you know, put out. You know, they were trading big shots. And Kelvin Gastelum, he looked good. He looked good. He looked flowy. And he looked fast. He had great movement. You know, great footwork, and he landed huge shots. That would have knocked anyone out. But Chris Curtis, man, this guy has an iron chin. Chris Curtis, his stock went out. His stock went up, you know, duking it out with a, with Kelvin, you know, a former contender. Chris Curtis came in with a 100% takedown defense, and it's still there. It's still there after the fight, man. Still there after the fight. Gastelum, you know, he couldn't finish. He couldn't get a takedown. You know, Kelvin Gastelum, he won this firework of a fight by decision as it went to three rounds to finish off the prelims, man. What a great fight by these two guys. They got these guys really pull it on the line. Uh the next fight was a was Raul Rosas Jr. versus um Christian Rodriguez, man. Raul Rosas Jr. is a huge prospect who's 18 years old. And uh 
He got a UFC contract from Dana from the Dana White Contender Series and is fighting in his second pro fight in the UFC after winning flawlessly his last time out. You know, he's looking to make a statement against a tough, a, a tough opponent in Christian Rodriguez. You know, Raul Rosas Jr., he started with an immediate takedown. You know, he won the first round, but he used a lot of energy. He used a lot of energy grappling and, you know, staying attached to this guy, Christian Rodriguez. But Christian Rodriguez, the more cold, composed and poised fighter, you know, he was great in the second round and the third round defending Raul Rosas' takedowns attempts. Uh, he was sprawling. He was getting the hips down. You know, he weathered the storm in the first round and in the second, you know, defended really well, and he gassed out the younger fighter. He gassed him out. Like, it was bad, man. Uh, Rodriguez dominated in rounds two and three to defeat the young hyped-up prospect. You know, Raul Rosas Jr., he showed some potential, but he has to be more disciplined and have a better game plan if the grappling isn't working, you know. He needs to show more on the feet. Um, after that was Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, Kevin Holland is, uh, you know, he's a journey fighter. Um, you know, he's fight. he fights in the welterweight class. He fights in the middleweight class. Um, but he fights, man. He just fights. He doesn't matter who's in front of him. He just fights, man. His last time out... Um, was against Steven Wonderboy Thompson and Wonderboy just put him on put on a master class of striking, man. You know, he he oh man, he dominated Kevin Holland. But Ponzinibbio, you know, he's a former contender. Not a former contender, but a former top, you know, um ranked fighter, top ranked fighter, but he's old and, you know, his time is coming up short, man. He's he's from Argentina. He's a great fighter. He has great heart. And um, you know, I don't know, man. Who knows? But he got knocked out. Santiago Santiago Ponzinibbio, this guy's name got me effed up. His name, I mean, <laughs> this guy got knocked out in the second round with a right hand. Oh, my God. He, he got slept. Uh, he thought it was an early stoppage, but he really got, you know, he, he face-planted onto the floor. Kevin Holland really rocked him. Um, but after that, you know, was Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez, another banger. You know, both, both these guys have great stand-up. You know, and, um, you know, an up-and-coming fighter, Adrian Yanez, he showed great boxing but was a bit wild. And Rob Font capitalized by, you know, setting up the shots by landing his nice jab. You know, he had a nice jab landing. And later on, he finished the fight with a mean right hook, a mean one. It was mean in the first round. He knocked him out. He hey, Rob, Font, Rob Font knocked out Adrian Yanez in the first round with a mean right hand, a mean one. It was quick, man. It was mean. He slept them, man. It was mean. Wow, he really landed it flush, man. It was a great fight, great fight. Great cards, man, great fight. I just, you know, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with, you know, all this all this great fighting and, you know, all this great stuff that was um, that was going on. But uh, it was it was a good fight between Adrian Yanez and Rob Font. Rob Font came on top with a first round knockout. Man, nice, nice. Um, the next fight was Jorge Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns. Uh, Masvidal was fighting in his hometown. He hinted at retirement if he lost this fight. But um, to be honest, man, we all knew Gilbert Burns was gonna win this fight. Man, he's a, he's a legitimate top top contender. He he could very well be the champion. Man, he has it all. You know, he has great stand-up. He has uh, a third-degree Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. You know, this guy can throw down, man. He's a stud. You know, he dominated this fight against Jorge Masvidal with the grappling 
and stand up. And Jorge wasn't able to do anything, man. Jorge, you know, he had a great run. You know, he owns the record for the fastest KO at four seconds. And, uh, you know, he retired. He retired off the L in his hometown in Miami, Florida, man. But uh, shout out to the career of Jorge Masvidal. Um, he was he was certainly a fun guy to watch. Um, but last but certainly not least, last but certainly not least, the main event of the evening, of the evening, of the evening. Like I'm I'm already I'm already into baseball, man. I'm ready to talk about baseball. But uh, the last event of the evening, Alex Paul Tom Pereira versus Israel, the style bender Adesanya, man. Alex. Um, you know, he's won. He's three and one overall against Israel Adesanya. He won two fights in kickboxing and he he followed Izzy and he beat him in the UFC to become the middleweight champion of the world. Uh, Izzy, Israel Adesanya immediately cashed in his rematch. And um, here we are, man. UFC 287, man. Um, you know, Alex immediately starting attacking the legs of Israel Adesanya, causing him to switch stance and, you know, slow his movement down. Alex definitely won that first round. That first round was easy money for Alex. But the second round, man, uh-oh, the second round, you know, Alex Pereira, he was still winning the still winning the fight, landing devastating kicks and, you know, hurting Izzy, you know, onto the gate, you know, taking him to the gate and just throwing a flurry, man. Throwing a flurry. Israel, who we thought was in trouble on the gate, you know, with Alex all over him, throwing flurries of punches like a maniac. You know, he's got his hands down. He's just letting it go, man. He's trying to finish the fight. Um, you know, Izzy just counters with a flush right hand. Oh, my God. He landed that flush right to the temple, man. And that put Alex Pereira right to sleep. Israel Adesanya slept Alex Pereira, man. Like, he slept him, bro. And, you know, we thought, well, I thought, I thought Izzy was hurt, you know, going into the corner and, you know, of the octagon going onto the gate and, you know, putting his guard up. But, uh, you know, he, he, he baited him and he countered him and he just slept him, man. He punched him right in the, oof, right in the temple, man. And Alex just got slept, bro. He really slept him, man. You know, Alex looked really good in the fight, but, you know, he got too aggressive and he got caught with his hands down. Um, I think there should be an immediate rematch, you know, Izzy, Israel Adesanya is not thinking that way, he wants, you know, Alex Pereira to make some noise, and then, you know, who knows down the line, if they'll get a rematch in, um, I think they should do an immediate rematch, and I think Dana White should milk the hell out of the story, you know, they're 1-1 one one in UFC, but Alex is still 3-1 all time, you know, he's still 3-1 all time against Izzy, and I think this third fight would settle everything, you know, and it should happen immediately so Alex can go ahead and, you know, move on to light heavyweight because the guy's a big guy, man. You know, he's not fighting in his, well, it doesn't matter, man. If you can make weight, you can fight in any weight class, any weight class. I don't care. But, you know, he's just a big guy. On fight night, he's weighing around 210, 215 pounds in the octagon, and he's just big. The guy's huge, man. The cut, the cut to 185 is really tough for him. But that guy, uh, you know, I think they should do an immediate rematch and, you know, that will settle the score and, you know, you can move on from this story. But um, that's UFC 287 right there, guys. That's UFC 287. And now we're going to get into some basketball. We're going to get into some baseball. We're going to get into the Knicks, the Nets, the Mets, 
the Jankies in a second, man. Let's go. All right, guys, so we're going to get right into basketball. You know, the first topic of the day, you know, we're going to talk about the Nets. We're going to talk about the Knicks. And we're just going to talk about, you know, the top news going on, you know, in the sports world right now um, when it comes to basketball. But first, but first, we're going to go over our terms. You know, last episode, we started off going over some terms um, that has to do with basketball. We went over offense, defense, jump shot, dunk, assist, rebound, foul, and free throw. So we went over those uh, those terms in basketball in the last episode. So you can you know tune back and you know refresh it. I know episode five is a little late. I'm sorry. I am sorry. But we are back. We are back with number five, and we will talk about basketball terms now. We will talk about basketball terms. Uh, So we're going to start off with air ball. What is an air ball? Uh, We're going to do a couple of them. You know, we're going to go alphabetical order so, you know, we don't lose or miss any. Um, But we're going to start off with air ball. Air ball. Air ball. Or as I like to say, oxygen ball is uh, when the ball misses the hoop. And the backboard entirely. So let's say a, a player, he shoots it. He shoots the ball. You know, he tries to make it in the hoop. And it misses everything. It misses the backboard. And it misses the rim. That is what we like to call an air ball. <laughs> or as I like to say, an oxygen ball. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So we're going to go on to the next. The next one is alley-oop. Alley-oop is a high arc pass to a teammate in a position near the basket to leap and score. So it's a perfect place pass. Well, it's not perfect depending on, you know, the other person you're throwing it to. Um, But it's a pass midair that another player catches around the hoop and, you know, he scores it in. So that's an alley-oop. So uh, another way, you know, to get an assist. So it's a fast break, you know. It's a fast break, you know. Um, you know, have you ever heard of Lob City? You know, 26, 2015 Clippers, twenty fourteen Clippers. You know, these guys were Lob City because all they did was throw alley oops. And we're gonna go over alley oop again. Alley oop is a high arc pass to a teammate in a position near the basket to leap and score, man. So the other player catches it in midair and he. He hits he he gets the bucket, man. He lays it up or he either dunks it, man. So that's what you that's an alley oop right there, guys. Alley oop. Um the next one is uh the backboard. What is a backboard in basketball? The backboard is the surface to which the basket is mounted. So the glass or you know the piece that is attached to the rim um is the backboard. So that's the backboard right there, guys. The backy boardy. As, you know, referring to uh, air ball, you know, a player, when he shoots the ball, he doesn't hit the rim or the backboard. So he misses everything completely, which uh, is an air ball. Uh, the next one we're going to go to is the baseline. The baseline, also known as end lines, is the boundary lines extending across both ends of the floor, both ends of the court behind the basket. So the lines under the court, You know, behind the basket, that's called the baseline. So the line under the basket, you know, behind the backboard 
is uh is called the baseline. That's the baseline right there, folks. And uh with that, that concludes our terms. Now let's go to the Knicks. So we're going to talk about the Knicks now. The Knicks are currently 1-1 one one in the playoffs in a seven-game series against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know, the, the Knicks and the Cavs are facing off in the first round, the fourth seed versus the fifth seed. Um, they're both tied right now. They both won one game of the last two. Uh, the Knicks won the first game. I saw that game at my job um, on, uh, what was it, like a Saturday yeah, it was Saturday. It was the first game of the playoffs, and the Knicks looked really good in that game. You know, they looks the Knicks looked good. Uh, they won that game, one hundred and one to ninety seven. I remember the last possession of the game. Um, you know, uh, Julius Randle he got a huge offensive rebound to clutch it. Um, Brunson was hitting some huge shots down the stretch. He scored twenty seven points in that game. Um, you know, he just had a really good game down the stretch. Uh, Brunson is the man. I'm totally sold on Brunson, man. Josh Hart also played a huge role in that game. Um, he scored 17 points. He had 10 rebounds and two assists. So a big game for Josh Hart. Um, I was a little upset. I was a little upset to see that, um, you know, Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin, uh, they didn't get as much minutes as they should. Um, just as Randall's first game back from injury, so you already know he's going to eat up a lot of minutes. And also the rot the rotations, uh, you know, the lineups with the players, um, they get smaller in the playoffs, man. So, you know, they really shrink it. And, you know, they only choose a handful of players uh, to play out there. But, you know, the Knicks, you know, it was it was tough, man. It was tough to see that Obi Toppin only, had, only played 15 minutes after he came off a, gr a great stretch, you know, filling in for Randall towards the end of the season. You know, he was really having some big games, dropping 30 points. You know, um, Emmanuel quickly was having some huge games. He only played 23 minutes in the first game, and, and it was tough, man. It, it's tough to not see that. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell, who, oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Let me continue with the Knicks, man. R.J. Barrett, you know how much R.J. Barrett had in the first game? He had seven points, man, and he shot two for 12 from the floor. Like, oh, my God, I can't I can't stress how garbage R.J. Barrett is. Like, I'm sorry. I know that's a little derogatory and a little offensive and mean, but I don't know, man. I don't know what is wrong with R.J. Barrett, but this guy, he's, he's not the face of the Knicks, man. He's not the face of the Knicks. And he's not going to be the face of the Knicks, man. I was so devastated to see that they didn't trade him for Donovan Mitchell, who's now going to kill us, who is killing us in the freaking playoffs, man. Like, this guy dropped 38 points in the first game of the, of, of the series, man. He dropped 38 points. Thank God we won. But he dropped 38 points in the first game of the series, man. That guy, yo, he I saw he had that look in his eye, man. He had that look in his eye in the game. And this guy is a, is a force to be reckoned with, man. He's a force to be reckoned with. So that's game one of the of the series. Game two, the the Knicks. The Knicks lost. Uh, they lost badly this game. They lost badly. Um, they lost badly uh, 107 to 90. They didn't even reach 100 points. Um, Darius Garland had a huge second game. Uh, he scored 32 points. Um, Karis LeVert had a good game off the bench, too. He scored 24 points. And Donovan Mitchell 
was Magic Johnson out there, man. He had 17 points with 13 assists, man. He was dishing and swishing it off to the people, man. He had a great game. Um, you know, the the Cavaliers were really physical in this game, and they really beat up Brunson, man. They really beat up on Brunson. Um, you know, it was really tough to see. Brunson only had 20 points, uh, you know, shooting 5 for 17, so he had a tough night from the field. Uh, Randall had 22 points with 8 for 20 from shooting, and, you know, RJ had 14 points. RJ shot 4 for, for 13, man. It's just, it's just tough watching RJ play, man. I cannot watch that guy play. There's no there's there, no wonder I didn't watch this guy play till this year, man, because it's just tough to see that guy play, man. He plays so shaky. He plays so weird. Uh, he just doesn't play confident at all. He doesn't look like he's confident in shot making or just or just playing at all, man. Uh, I just It's tough to see... Uh, R.J. Barrett play. Um, you know, Josh Hart didn't have that same game that he had in the first game. He only had five points. Obi Toppin is only getting 15 minutes a game. Like, I understand he's a young guy, but how do you expect him to grow if you're only giving him 15 minutes to play in the playoffs, man? You uh, you see it's not getting done with Randall and these other guys on the floor, and you, you're not putting him to play, man. Another guy who's been gone quiet who had a – who had a great sweat, who had a great stretch towards the end of the season was Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes had a great stretch to the end of the season, and he's not getting the he's not getting the touches he deserves. Um, he's not getting the the opportunities. He's only playing twenty minutes a game. It's tough, man. It's tough what Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the New York Knicks, is is doing. Is it's tough to watch, you know, with his rotations and his decisions on the floor, man. It's really tough. Um, but the Knicks are tied one to one. Um, they play again tomorrow at seven thirty. Back in MSG, man. Back in MSG. With you know, I think they can win this series, man. This series is winnable for the New York Knicks, man. Every series is winnable for a team, but for the New York Knicks, man, this is this is their this this is the team that they have to beat, man. This is a team that got the guy that they didn't get, man. This is the team that risked it all, gave up their picks, gave up their young players to get this guy, Donovan Mitchell. And they signed him, too, right after, man. So the Knicks really got to they gotta, they gotta win this one, man, for the fans, man, because we missed out on Donovan Mitchell. And it's just tough, man. It's tough to see this guy, RJ, play. It's just tough, man. I don't even know what to say anymore, man. We're just going to move on to the Nets, man, the Nets. Here we go with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Brooklyn Nets. Woo, this is me. I'm recording this fresh off watching game three uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. They lost this game. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are now in a 3-0 hole against the Philadelphia 76ers, man. And, and since I just saw the third game, Oh, forget it. We'll just talk. We'll just do a little recap about the first two games, and then we'll talk about the third game. Uh, the first game, um, they lost that game. Um, what 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 they played on Saturday? Yes, they lost that game one twenty one to one hundred one, which is you know a huge loss. You know their offensive, their defensive game plan against Joel Embiid was to double team him on the catch, but um, you know the other guys, man, the other guys. Um, they play a huge part, and these guys. This is the number one three-point shooting team in the league, so this is it's tough, man. It's tough, you know. Joel Embiid he had a hard twenty-six points in that game one. Um, James Harden also had a good game with twenty-three points and thirteen assists. Uh, so they won that game one, one twenty-one 
to 101. Uh, the next time they played was Monday. Uh, and they also lost that game 96 to 84. This time, you know, this time around, they made it a lot harder on Joel Embiid, even though he scored 20 points. But um, they made it a lot harder. And, um, you know, the lack of starness on the Brooklyn Nets is what's holding this team back. You know, they don't have a guy who they can rely on down the stretch to get some clutch buckets and timely buckets. And that's what I didn't see. You know, they got a lot of good open looks. They played great defense, but they just weren't knocking down shots. They weren't knocking down shots. You know, they were relying a lot on the three ball. This is this is Jock Vaughn's game plan, who's the, the coach of the Nets. Uh, he's hoping to get 53s up in a game, you know, at least – which is, this is relying heavily on the three ball. They have good shooters. They have decent shooters, but they're just lacking that star who can get them timely buckets down the stretch. And that's what I saw in the, the game too, uh, which was a very winnable game, you know, for the Brooklyn Nets. You know, they were they were leading at the half, and, um, you know, it was just tough, man. It was just tough to watch that one. You know, they didn't get really, they didn't get timely buckets, and, um you know, it was tough, man. They lost that game. They're down 2-0. And now they lost 3-0. They lost 3-0. They lost their first game in Brooklyn Nets this in, in, in Brooklyn this this playoff series. The first time, you know, in the 2023 playoffs. And um, you know, they battled. They battled. You know, they battled. At the beginning, you know, I feel like Joel Embiid should have got ejected because Nicholas Claxton dunked it on him, and, you know, he tried to step over him, but Joel Embiid threw a kick. He threw a kick all in between, you know, Nicholas Claxton's legs. It hit him in the thigh, so I'm guessing that's why they didn't, um, <clears throat> I'm guessing that's why they didn't eject him because it hit him in the thigh, but I think he should have got ejected for that. But nonetheless, you know, he stood in the game, and, you know, the Nets were really making it physical for Joel Embiid. I think they did a great job this game, you know, guarding Joel Embiid. You know, they were tossing him all over the floor. This is a big guy. You know, he's he got he fell to the floor like seven times this game. He had to get up. Um, you know, he had five fouls. They were really making it tough on him. Really making it tough on him. You know, he only scored 14 points. He's the leading scorer in the NBA, man, for two straight years, and they held him to 14 points. They held him to 14 points uh, for 5 of 13 for, from the field. You know, still pretty decent field goal percentage, but they really made it tough on him. They really made it tough on him. Um, James Harden, he got ejected in the third quarter after, you know, the left hand to um, Royce O'Neal's groin. Uh, he got ejected in the third quarter, which I thought would have would have solidified this win for the Nets because James Harden was really on one during this game. You know, even though they subtracted uh, Joel Embiid from this game, he was still making plays and hitting big shots. You know, I, it's good to see James Harden like that, you know, being aggressive and taking shots um, because you don't really see that from him now. He's more of a passer now, pass first guy. But, you know, when he was on the Rockets, you know, he was a bucket getter, man. This guy would get buckets. He would drop like 60 in three straight games. Um, James Harden was not one to be played with. But, um, you know, it was fun. It was a fun game. But, uh, you know, the Sixers absolutely steal this game. You know, the the Nets are leading by five with two, two minutes and a half left. And Tyrese Maxey hit some huge buckets, you know, to... To, to help the 76ers take a 3-0 lead against the, the Brooklyn Nets.
So tough, tough one, you know, for the Brooklyn Nets, man. They're down 3-0. They're on the brink of elimination, and, you know, it's just it's tough, man. I think they might get this le- the next game and get swept in the fifth game, you know, a gentleman sweep. But who knows, man. They might not even get game four. Um, you know, the Nets, they showed great heart, man. Mikel Bridges gets a lot of good buckets down the stretch. Cam Johnson played a good game, too. Um, but, you know, the others are coming through for the Philadelphia 76ers, man. Um, another big thing that I felt um, changed, the, changed the momentum in the game was when Nicholas Claxton got, his, got a technical foul, his second technical against Joel Embiid after dunking on him again. Like, you should really see his reaction. Like, he just did a mean mug. He just did a mean mug, um, you know, a mean mug against against Joel Embiid, and they called him for a technical, and that was his second technical of the game, and he got ejected. And he was really doing a good job on Joel Embiid that whole game. Um, he had a great game, man. He went 8 for 9 from the field. He had 18 points. He was just doing a really good job defensively against Joel Embiid, man. It was it was great to see, and it was it sucked to see that he got ejected off of off of a second technical foul after he just mean mugged. Like he just mean mugged, man. It's a look on his face, you know. It's a look on your face, man. And, and he just got ejected for that. It was horrible, man. You know the refs they they could ruin a game, or I don't know, man. The refs play a huge part. In NBA basketball, man, it's not like baseball. You know, I guess they'll give you a bad call, but you still have an opportunity to hit the ball, man. But any little contact in the US, in in the NBA is is called a foul, and it's just it's horrible to see. It's sad to see. It slows the game down, and it just it it, it wrecks momentum, and it, it just sucks to see how much power these guys have and how much they can uh, impact the game. Uh, these these uh these NBA refs, man, it's just, it's just bad to see, and um, you know it was just a tough loss, tough loss for the the Brooklyn Nets. You know they had a chance to tie, but they threw the ball away, and then you know the the Sixers got the steal, and they went up by five, and then game over, man, game over. I was also questioning, you know, Jock Vaughn bringing in Joe Harris, and not bringing in. Cam Thomas because Cam Thomas had a good first half and Joe Harris just comes in in the fourth quarter and misses like four straight threes, man. Joe Harris is is a bum, yo. He's a bum. In the playoffs, he's a bum, man. I'll never forget those threes that he missed against the Bucks uh when KD and Harden and Kyrie were there, man. It was just horrible, man. He missed open threes that could have that could have just oh my god it was tough man it was tough it's really tough but um you know what can you do what can you do man you 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 live you learn and you just you just go on man you continue so the nets the nets are down 3-0 and um on the brink of being swept um and that's that's uh that's new york basketball for you guys man new york basketball um, some top news I want to get into is real fast is, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard is sitting out for the, the third game of the uh, of the playoffs against the Clippers. I mean, against the Suns is the Suns and the Clippers, a huge matchup. These guys could potentially both these teams could both win championships. 
um, you know, this season, the the Suns, they got Kevin Durant, Booker, CP3, Chris Paul, you know. Um, the Clippers, they got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Westbrook. You know, they got a couple good guys. But um, Kawhi Leonard is out today, and, uh, and, and it's huge. It's huge. Huge. So, you know, the Clippers might be on the brink of going down 2-1 to one against the Suns, but who knows, man? Who knows? Um, Westbrook, he's he's been playing good. He's been playing good um this this postseason over the past two games defensively, and you know his leadership qualities. So who knows? Who knows? He could probably sweep. He could probably t- steal one, steal one against the Suns. You know, with Kawhi Leonard sitting out, he could probably steal one. So big big game for the Suns and the and the Clippers today. Um, also the the Warriors, the Warriors are down two zero. Against the Sacramento Kings. Um, and they play game three today in Golden State in Chase Center. Um, you know, the Warriors look to get one back. Draymond Green is suspended for this third game. So he will not be playing after stomping on DeMontis Sabonis. Um, I think I think it's fair. You know what he did. He didn't, you know. I got you know he Draymond is known for this man. He's known for punching people in the groin, kicking people in the groin, and you know just doing dirty plays, man. But you know he he asked for it, and um, you know he got uh, he got suspended, man. He got suspended and he he's out for game three. So the the Warriors are on the brink of going down into a three hole hole, um, and Draymond is out. But um, you know it's gonna be a good game. They're playing right now. Um, I haven't been in tune into the game so far because I'm recording. But um, you know definitely uh, we'll talk about them. Um, definitely I definitely plan on having a caller. Um, his name is Edwin, my boy Edwin. He works with me in Best Buy. You know he's always been talking about the Kings, man. He's been talking about the Kings since this season, man, and. You know he's he's really he's really been sold on them, but and I am sold too, man. You know these guys are a good team. They got a good offensive team. The Aaron Fox, um, he's the most clutch. He won the award for being the most clutch player in the whole uh, in the whole NBA. You know he he leads scoring in the fourth quarter, and the Aaron Fox is 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 great, man. I've always liked the Aaron Fox. I've always chose him over John Morant. Uh, and De'Aaron Fox is finally coming into his own, and you know he's playing meaning meaningful basketball. So it's fun to watch. Uh, it's fun to watch. You know um, the NBA playoffs, man. NBA playoffs. So so that's enough with basketball. Uh, we're gonna get into baseball, babe. Here we go. New York baseball. <laughs> Alright guys, so we're gonna get into some New York baseball. Uh we're gonna go over some terms, you know, like how we did last episode. Um last episode we went over offense, defense, outfield, infield, batter, pitcher, and inning, you know, very basic stuff. Um, but we're gonna go we're gonna get right into it, man. We're gonna talk about ace. What's the ace? What does that mean in baseball? The ace is a team's best pitcher. Uh usually the first pitcher in the starting rotation. So the starting rotation is the is like a a list of five pitchers. Five pitchers that are scheduled, you know, to uh pitch to start the game. So you have five of those that, you know, that will last you the whole season, that are supposed to last you the whole season, but sometimes, you know, 
the rotation gets broken up and mixed up, you know, due to injury and, you know, extended games and, you know, all that stuff. But, um, you know, the ace is the the best team's pitcher. Uh, usually the first pitcher in the starting rotation. And to give you some examples of an ace would be uh, to say Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom is an ace. Um, Garrett Cole, you know, he's the pitcher. He's the starting pitcher for the Yankees. He's the ace. Uh, the ace of the Mets would be uh, Max Scherzer. Um, uh, let's let's name let's name some other aces. Um, let's see. Let's. I'm sorry. Oh, Shohei Otani is another ace. You know, he's the pitcher for the Angels. Um, who's another? Corbin Burns is the the ace for the uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, you got a lot of you got a lot of aces out there, man. Sandy Alcantara. He's the ace for the uh, for the Miami Marlins. Um, you got a lot of good pitchers out there, man. A lot of good pitchers. You know, Logan Webb. He's the ace for the San Francisco Giants. Um, I could name I could name aces all day, man. I could name aces all day, all day, baby. But we're gonna keep it simple, you know, and we're gonna go on to the next one, man. So that's the ace, man. The best pitcher, usually the first pitcher in the starting rotation. Um. The next one is balk. The next one, the next term we're going to talk about is a balk. What's a balk? B-A-L-K. B-A-L-K. What's a balk? A balk is an illegal motion made by the pitcher intended to de- deceive the runners on base. Um, so if they try to do that in legal move, the runners go to the next base. So... If the pitcher tries to do an illegal move to deceive a runner on the base or the hitter, you know, while there's a man on base, um, you know, if that illegal move is caught by an umpire, uh, the man on base immediately moved to the next base because he did an illegal move that's not supposed to be done. So don't balk. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is... Uh, is bag. What is the bag? Oh, he steals a bag. Oh, he missed the bag. Oh, he 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 robs the bag. He tags the bag. Double play. Um, the bag is the base. So if you ever hear anyone talking about the bag, it's the base. <laughs> you know, he steals the bag. Oh, he he tags him at the bag. Close place at the bag. Um, that's the base. If you ever hear that term. Um, the base is uh, a base is one of four points on the baseball diamond that players must run through to reach home plate. So the bag, the base, um, you know, there's first base, second base, third base, and then home plate. So you must run through first base, second base, third base to reach home plate. Um, so that's a base. Uh, when you're on a base, you're safe. You know, if somebody tags you with the ball, you're safe because you're on the base. However, if you're off the base and you get tagged with the ball, you're out. So the base is safe. You you ever play you ever play tag and uh, you guys set up a base and while you're at this base, you know you can't get tagged. You're you're not out. None of that stuff. You know. So the same rule applies to baseball. Um, you know, there's four there's three bases and home plate. You get to the first. You get through the first three bases to reach home plate and then you're safe. And that's how you score a run. So that's a base, ladies and gentlemen. That's a base. That's a bag. That's all that stuff. Okay. So uh, here's another one. The next one 
is the bullpen. What is the bullpen? The bullpen, also called the pen, is a warm-up area for relief pitchers before entering the game. Before entering the game. So usually you'll get a you'll get you'll hear this term um uh, call to the bullpen. You know, so that means, you know, they're calling in for another pitcher to come in and relieve the starting pitcher. And they come from the bullpen, which they warm up and, you know, they stretch, they toss, they do all that stuff to warm up before coming into the game. So that's the bullpen. You know, those are the relief pitchers over there. Um, so, yeah, those are some terms from baseball. Now we get into Yankees baseball. Ooh, baby. So the last time we were talking about Yankees baseball, um, they were playing against the Phillies. Um, but now, you know, it's been a couple days. It's been a couple weeks. Not a couple weeks. Let me not, let me not say that. <laughs> it's been a week and a half, okay? Relax. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Um, but yeah, last time we were talking about the Yankees, they were playing against the um the Phillies. But now they're up. Uh they're playing in the series against the Angels and they won the series. Um so they won the series against the Angels um today. When they beat the Angels two out of three games. And let me tell you guys, I actually went to the first game. I went to the first game. I went to the first game of this series. Um, it was on, what was it, Tuesday? Um, you know, the story is amazing. I'm going to show it with you. I'm going to share it with you guys. So I get a phone call from my boy. He's like, yo, bro, I got some Yankee tickets. I'm like, word? Damn, that's crazy because I get out at 11. I get out at 830. You know, I close. So I told him, I was like, yo, maybe I could get out of here by 8 o'clock and, you know, just let me know when you're at the game so I can see if I can make it before the gates close. Um, now that I found out, you know, the gates don't close, they leave one gate open, you know, most of the game, um, you know, for late comers. So I was wondering, I'm like, yo, what time the gates close, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right. He was like, all right, I'll let you know when I get there. I'm like, all right, cool. So it's like 7.15, I'm like, you know, the game starts at 7.05, and I go up to the managers, I'm like, yo, what's up, can I get off early so I could go watch this Yankee game? And they're like, yo, go do the putbacks, the putbacks are the products that the customers leave at the front of the store, you know, um, these, are the, these are products that customers return and customers, um, you know, don't buy. So these products have to be put back in their original locations. Um, and that's part of our closing duties. So they go, they I go up to the managers. I'm like, yo, I could get off at 7 so I could go catch this game. Boom. they like, all right, go do the putbacks and go laser line. Laser line means, you know, have all the products in order and make the aisles look good. I'm like, all right, bet. Bam. I'm like, yo, once they told me that, I jetted. I jetted to the front. I did the putbacks. I put all the products back in like two minutes. And then I did laser lining for like three minutes. Then I, then I sold the computer to a customer. Bam. And then they was like, yo, go ahead. You could get off. I'm like, yo, let's go. So I got off at around 7.20, and I just jetted, man. I jetted. I jetted to Yankee Stadium. Thank God I, I work like um like a couple blocks away from Yankee Stadium. So I just left my car in the parking lot, and I just ran. I ran all the way over there to Yankee Stadium to try to cash the game. So I'm running over there. I'm calling my boy. He's like, yo, I'm not going. <laughs> he's like yo bro i'm not going i'm like yo no way 
I literally got off early from work and, you know, I'm out here and then you tell me this. I'm like, I bet. So what do I do? I go buy some tickets. I buy some tickets um, on my phone on the Game Time app. And I was so lucky to get some tickets for like $8. Boom. I buy the tickets for $8. I get the tickets and I go in, man. I go in. I go through the entrance and I start running up the stairs, man. I start running up the stairs. I get to the second floor. I get to the bleachers, man. I'm just so happy, man. I'm just so happy. I'm like, yes, Yankees baseball. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so great. Earlier in the game, you know, I missed the two-run homer by Shohei Otani. But it was all good, man. I was just so happy to be around the atmosphere, be around the games, uh, the players. And it was just fun, man. I was just, it just, it just hit me, man. So I got in there, and then I meet this random guy, this random guy. He buys me beer. I buy him a beer. And then I say to myself, I'm like, yo, I'm going to go take a lap. And I say to him, too, I'm like, yo, I'm going to go take a lap to see if I know anybody that I used to work with. And, um, you know, if anything, you know, we'll meet back here at the same spot. And he's like, I bet. Boom. So we split. And I go take my lap. And, you know, I'm walking around. I'm happy, you know, and I go buy some old stands that I used to work in. And I see a guy that I used to work with, man. What? Yo, my boy Gene, man. I'll never forget that guy, like Gene. Uh, we went to high school together. We used to work together. And, you know, Gene is the man, man. Gene is the man. Um, you know, he hooked me up with some tenders and, you know, some waffle fries. And they were banging, man. It was banging. The chicken was a little, chicken was a little spicy, but, you know, it was banging, man. It was banging. And my boy took care of me, man. He took care of me. Boom. So I keep walking down. I keep walking down and I pass another old stand. And I see one of my old bosses. It's a lady. Um, I always worked hard for this lady. I was, you know, I never really liked her, but, you know, I worked hard for her and, and, you know, she respected hard work and, you know, we got cool. So we got cool and, you know, boom. So I worked with her for like, I worked with her with her, I worked with her like five years ago. So boom, I see her. I see her and she's like, wow, Marcos, bomb. We see each other, bomb, bomb. You know, I'm so happy to see her. You know, I give her a big hug. You know, I, I give her multiple big hugs and it was just so great to see her. Um, you know, it was so great. And then I, I keep walking. I keep continuing to do my lap. And next thing you know, I get a phone call. I, at first, when I first got there, I posted an Instagram story on my Instagram, you know, saying, yo, who's at the game? This and that, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, I was by myself. And, you know, I was by myself. So I posted that on my story. Boom. So I do my lap and I get a phone call. It says, Charlie, Best Buy. I'm thinking there's another Charlie that I used to work with and my other Best Buy. I'm like, yo, why is this guy calling me? Is he out of the game? Boom. So I next thing you know, I answer the phone and I see that it's my boy Charlie from this Best Buy that I'm working with currently. And uh, he he's like, yo, tu tal juego, dímelo, tu ta aquí. I'm like, si, sí, dímelo, tranquilo, tu sabes, yo estoy aquí en el juego, pam. You know, I'm I'm speaking Spanish, you know, because this guy, he's Dominican and he he speaks Spanish, you know. I'm like, yeah, dímelo, I'm like, He's like, yo, I'm downstairs, 109, field level. I'm like, I bet. Voy pa' allá. Bam. Boom. I get over there and on my way to the seats, I see another guy that I used, that I'm cool with. I'm like, my boy Josh. Boom. Chilling with my boy Josh. I get a glizzy from my boy, a foot long, you know what I'm saying? And um, boom, I go to my seats. I didn't eat the foot long, you know. I gave it to my boy Charlie, you know, because I got it, I got it for free, you know what I'm saying? Bam, 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 bam. So I got it for free. I gave it to my boy Charlie. So yeah, man. 
I'm at field level seats now, man. It started off with a it started off with free tickets. It started off with an $8 ticket. And now I'm on field level, man. I'm on field level. I'm on the right side. I'm on I'm on right field side, right in foul territory. I can see Judge right in front of me. I can see Trout in center field. It was just beautiful, man. It was just Oh man, I was just so grateful, man. I ended up having a blast. Ended up having a great time. You know, I I had some Bud Lights. I had some Goose IPAs. I had some Sour Skittles, some Chicken Tenders, some Waffle Fries. Oh, man, it was just a great time. You know, great energy. And it was just fun to watch. You know, the Yankees lost. The Yankees lost that game. But, you know, sorry, excuse me. But just being around the atmosphere, just being around the players, my boy, the fans, you know, it was just amazing, man. It was just an amazing, amazing time. You know, the Yankees lost that game. You know, the bats, they get they kept getting under the ball. They kept getting under the ball, and, you know, the bats weren't looking good, man. You know, Clark Schmidt got the loss. The Yankees only got four hits that game. Um, I saw Mike Trout hit a double, you know, but, you know, it was tough for the Yankees to score this game. They were getting under everything, flying out, popping out, and, you know, they just lost. They lost that game 5-3. to three. Uh, The next game in the series was yesterday. Uh, against the the Angels, they won that game three to two in the first inning. Uh, Aaron Judge he robbed Shohei Otani of a homer in center field, and next thing you know, he comes back in the next half inning and he hits a two run homer. Yankees up two zero. So Aaron Judge saves a home run and then he gives a home run. Man, Aaron Judge is a stud. Man, he's having a great start to the season. Um, you know, is 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 beautiful, man. I, I, uh, devastating news by the Yankees. My boy, my boy Giancarlo Stanton, my favorite player, who I think I cursed, um, is he's out. He's out for six weeks with a hamstring injury. He just can't. He he can't stay on the field, man. It's just it's really tough being a fan of this guy. But um, you know, it is what it is, man. Giancarlo's my boy, and I'm always gonna stick with him till the end, man. But he's out for six weeks for a hamstring injury. Um, but the Yankees win uh three to two yesterday. You know, good um you know, they had six hits. Um and they had uh they they that big home run by Judge, man, in the first inning, man, to and he robbed the home run too, so it was it was pretty fun. Um the 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 Yankees uh finished off the series today. Uh they won nine to three. Um Nestor Cortez got the W um, pretty solid, pretty solid game from the Yankee bats. My boy Anthony Rizzo went three for three. Uh, he had an RBI, two base on balls. Um, Judge went one for four with uh, with a base on ball. Um, who else had RBIs in this game? DJ LeMahieu had an RBI. Oswald Peraza had an RBI. Um, it was just fun. It's fun, you know. Yankees win. They improved to twelve and seven, and the Yankees having a good start to the to the to the season they haven't lost a series uh this whole season so far um but shout out to the yankees man let's go on to the new york mets baby oh yeah baby we're on to the new york mets man the new york mets man they're finishing off their series against uh against the i mean they finished their series against the dodgers yesterday um, they started off Tuesday against the Dodgers, 
And they won that game in a good game, in a good back-and-forth game, good tit-for-tat game. Um, what was it? It was... Um, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm lack of preparedness. But they started on Monday, uh, that, that three-game series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And it was a great game, man. Great game. Uh, they won that game 8-6. to six. Um, You know, Vogel back hit a homer that game. Um, Pete Alonzo had a good game. Freddie Freeman had two homers against the Mets that game. Um, but it was a good good game by the Mets that day. Um, it was fun to watch. My boy Brett Beatty got an RBI single uh, that game. His first RBI and his first start in the majors um, this season. And the Mets won that game 8-7. to seven. I love the Mets winning that game because they, they took all the punches that the Dodgers gave them and they came back, you know, with their own runs. It was a great back-and-forth game. Uh, the Mets looked really resilient in that game. Great game by the Mets. Um, the second game was on Tuesday, and it was against Clayton Kershaw, who was looking to get his 200th W against uh, the 200th W of his career. And uh, he had a solid game. You know, he he had the Mets on 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 skates. You know, he had nine strikeouts. He he lasted seven innings that game. Um, but the Mets bats were quiet that whole game. They got shut out. They had some bring. They had some big spots. Um, but you know they weren't able to come through for Tyler McGill, who held the Dodgers on check. You know, for three runs, even though he squeaked in and out of trouble. Um, you know, he still held him to three runs, but the Mets couldn't get, you know, they couldn't get any offense. They couldn't get any offense in this game, and it was just tough, man. It was tough for the Mets, and they lost that game. But the Mets, the Mets played the the Dodgers in the third game yesterday, Wednesday, and they won that game. They won that game to win the series five to three, man. They won that game to win the series five to three. Um, the match bats came alive. Lindor had a good game. Lindor, I fr- I love watching Lindor, man. He's he's a great player. I'm so glad the Mets got him for like a next the next eight years, ten years. I don't know. But Lindor, Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso, these guys, you know, they they're they're difference makers, man. These guys can win the game by themselves, man. And it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch. You know, Max Scherzer, he got pulled out in the second inning because he was using Rosen. You know, they was there was video seen of him ripping tape on and off his fingers, you know, so he could get more grip and the sticky stuff from the tape, you know. And he got suspended for he got suspended for ten games after that incident yesterday. Um, so the Mets are looking bad right now. They're pitching. If I'm gonna be honest with you, the Mets have no pitching right now. The Mets' only good pitcher and solid pitcher is Kode Senga, who they signed from Japan. But everyone else is, is oh my God, we have no starting pitching right now. You know, Justin Verlander is still out with that injury in his shoulder. Uh, Jose Quintana is not coming out um, until like half the season. Um, Carlos Carrasco is not, oh my God, these, yo, the Mets, the start, the pitching for the Mets right now is horrible, man. We got David Peterson, who's a walking L, you know, they give, he gives six runs, he gives up at least six runs a game. Um, Tyler McGill has been a bright, a bright spot, you know, he, he only had his bad start against the Dodgers, and he only gave up three runs, but other than that, he's been solid. Carlos Carrasco cannot make it out the third inning. 
Uh, Max Scherzer suspended for 10 games, and, you know, he's also having a tough season, too. He could barely get out the fifth inning. Um, but the Mets have no pitching right now. The Mets are going to definitely have to make some moves, uh, you know, during this season to strengthen up the pitching rotation and the bullpen as well as they suffer that loss, you know, from Edwin Diaz. But David Robertson has been a bright spot. Um Adam Onovino is closing games for us, doing the mellow celebration after he closes the game. Um, but, you know, the Mets rotation is looking really tough, man. The bats are are what's keeping us alive right now. Marte, uh, Brandon Nimmo is having a good start of the season. He's batting like 350 uh, to start the season. And uh, it's just great, you know. Uh, the Mets are winning right now against the San Francisco Giants, 9-4. to I would tune into the game, but I don't want to get distracted. Um, I could see Jeff McNeil hit his first home run. Um, Escobar, Eduardo Escobar hit a two-run homer. Pete Alonzo hit a two-run homer. So, you know, the Mets bats are getting busy right now in San Francisco against the Giants. They're winning 9-4. to four. Um, It's the bottom of the seventh. Uh, the Mets are currently 12-7. and seven. They're second in the NL East. Uh, the Yankees are 12-7. and seven. They're second in the AL East behind the... Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, who had a great start to the season, they're sixteen and three. Um, the Mets are twelve and seven again. You know they're behind the Atlanta Braves for the first for the first spot in the the, the NL East division. Um, but it's it's really been good. You know, great good start, not great but good start, solid start for the New York Yankees. You know they still have Aaron Boone, who could you know ruin the season and ruin their chances with his decisions and play calling. But um, you know the Mets are looking pretty good. The starting rotation is um is tough for the Mets right now. Now that Scherzer is out for ten games, and you know Verlander is still hurt, and Jose Quintana is not back till like half the season. You know Edwin Diaz is out for most likely the season. Um, you know the Mets um their starting rotation is tough, man. Starting rotation is tough, but their bats are always keeping them in it. So. You know, that's baseball for you guys. That's New York baseball. And last but not least, I would like to say this top news in baseball because it is top news. Fernando Tatis. Fernando. Fernando Tatis Jr. has made his debut. He has made his debut. He finally came back um, after serving 150-game suspension. Um because of PED use, he used some cream on his neck for a ringworm. That's what they say, but you know he still used P and PEDs. He he uh, he didn't follow the rules, and you know he suffered the consequences. So he finally came back. Um, he's old for four right now with two strikeouts, but and he's playing right field now. So <laughs> it's a little tough, but you know he'll he'll find his groove in no time. You know he's a star. He's a stud, man. Um, but yeah, baby, that's baseball. That's New York baseball, man. Let's get into some Bible talk, baby. Oh yeah, baby. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Pow. See my wrist now. All right, guys, we're loading up the Bible right now. And, uh, we're... We're in the new beginning. 
The last thing, you know, we talked about was when, you know, Noah's Ark, he saved all the animals, his family, and God God cleaned the earth. God cleaned the earth, he, clo- he, he, he caused the flood, and he killed everything. So now is the new beginning. Here we go. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Have many children, fill the earth with your people, every animal on earth, every bird in the air, every animal that crawls on the ground. And every fish in the sea will be afraid of you. All of them will be under your control. In the past, I gave you green plants to eat. Now every animal will also be food for you. I give you everything on earth. It is yours, but I give you one command. You must not eat meat that still has its life in it. Also, I demand your blood for your lives. That is, I will demand the life of any person or animal that takes a human life. So God made humans to be like himself. So whoever kills a person must be killed by another person. Have many children and fill the earth with your people. Then God said to Noah and his sons, I now make my promise to you. And to you, your people who will live after you, I make my promise to all the birds and to all the cattle and to all the animals that came out of my boat with you. I make my promise to every living thing on earth. I, this is my promise to you. All life on earth was destroyed by the flood, but that would never happen again. A flood will never again destroy all life on this earth. And God said, I will give you something to prove that I made this promise to you. It will continue forever to show that I have made an agreement with you and every living thing on earth. I am putting a rainbow in the clouds as proof of the agreement between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, you will see the rainbow in the clouds. When I see this rainbow, I will remember the agreement between me and you and every living thing on earth. This agreement says that a flood will never again destroy all life on the earth. When I look and see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the agreement that continues forever. I will remember the agreement between me and every living thing on earth. So God said to Noah, this rainbow is proof of the agreement that I made with all living things on earth. So the rainbow, every time you see a rainbow, remind yourself that's the agreement between Noah and God and God and the earth and the all living things that God will never kill us again. He will never cause a flood to wipe out the earth. Every time you see a rainbow, that is the agreement right there. That's proof of the agreement. So problems begin again. Noah's sons came out of the boat with him. Their names were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three men were Noah's sons, and all of these people on earth came from these three sons. Noah became a farmer and planted a vineyard. One day Noah made some wine. He got drunk, went into his tent, and took all of his clothes. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked, and he told his brothers who were outside of the tent. 
Shem and Japheth took a robe, put it across their shoulders, and walked backward into the tent. Then they covered their father without looking at him. Later, Noah woke up. He was sleeping because of the wine. When he learned what his youngest son Ham had done to him, he said, May there be a curse on Canaan. May he be a slave to his brothers. Noah also said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be praised. May Canaan be Shem's slave. May God give more land to Japheth. May God live in Shem's tents, and may Canaan be their slave. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. He lived a total of 950 years. Then he died. Nations grow and spread. This is the history of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. They are Noah's sons. These men had children after the flood. These are Japheth's descendants. Japheth's sons were Gomer, were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshesh, and Tiras. Gomer's sons were Ashkenaz, Ashkenaz, Rifath, and Togarmah. Javan's sons were Elisha, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. Dodanim. All the people who lived in the area around the Mediterranean Sea came from the come, came from these sons of Japheth. The people separated and went to different countries according to languages, families, and nations. These are Ham's descendants. Ham's sons were Cush, Mizram, Put, and Canaan. Cush's, Cush's sons were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Rama, and Sabtaka. 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 Raman's sons were Sheba, or Sheba, and Dedan. Cush also had a son named Nimrod who became a very powerful man on earth. He was a great hunter before the Lord. That is why people compare other men to him and say, that man is like Nimrod, a great hunter before the Lord. Nimrod's kingdom spread from Babylon to Eresh, to Akkad, and then to Kalane, to Kalne, in the land of Babylonia. Nimrod also went into Assyria, in Assyria, Nimrod built the cities of Nineveh, Rehoboth-er, Kala, and Rezen. Rezen is the city between Nineveh and Kala, the big city. Mizram was the father of the people of Lud. Anam, right, let's read that again. Mizram was the father of the people of Lud. Anan, Lahab, Nafat, Nafta, Pathras, Kasla, and Kaftur. The Philistine people came from Kasla. Canaan was the father of Sidon. 
Canaan was the father of Sedan. Sedan was Canaan's first son. Canaan was also the father of the Hittites, the Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, the Sinites, Arvadites, Zemorites, and Hamathites. The families of Canaan spread to different parts of the world. The land where the Canaanites live went from Sedan down along the coast to Gerar and from Gaza as far as as far as east as Sodom and Gomorrah and from Adma and Zeboim as far north as Laish. All these people were descendants of Ham. They are arranged by families, languages, countries, and nations. I'm getting a little lost myself. But it's okay, you know, we're just going over the sons of Noah, uh, their sons and their sons and, you know, their people. Um, now we're going to get on to Shem. These are Shem's descendants. Shem was Japheth's older brother. One of Shem's descendants was Eba, the father of all the Hebrew people, Eba. Shem's sons were Elam, Ashur, Aphrax. Ar Arfaxed, Lud, and Aram. Aram's sons were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arfaxed was the father of Shalah. Shalah was the father of Eba. Eba was the father of two sons. One son was named Peleg. He was given this name because the earth was divided during his life. The other son was named Joktan. Joktan was the father of Alomad, Shalaf, Hazarmaveth, Hazar Jarah, Hadaram, Uzal, Tikla, Obal, Abimal, Sheba, Ophir, Havila, and Jobab. Jobab, Jobab. All these people were Joktan's sons. They lived in the area between Misha and the hill country in the east. Mesha was toward the country of Safar. These are the people from the family of Shem. They are arranged by families, language, countries. This is the list of families from Noah's sons. They are arranged according to their nations from the families came all the people who spread across the earth after the flood. All right, guys. So that is the conclusion of our segment, Bible Talk. And now into the conclusion. We made it to the fifth episode, guys. We made it to the fifth episode, an hour and 18 minutes so far in this recording. And it's just been beautiful. It's been a beautiful ride. It's been very flowy. I like that word now, flowy. I got it from Conor McGregor. Um, but very flowy. You know, everything just flowed very nicely, you know, even though I was a little late. I'm a little late. Um, I'm behind. I'm I'm on I'm behind schedule, but I'm on schedule at the same time, you know. I'm just getting my feet wet, you know. I haven't really been doing a lot of stuff, you know, towards the podcast, but what I'm doing right now is just getting my feet wet and just getting into the rhythm 
of you know recording and talking and speaking um it's just it's fun man it's fun i'm gonna keep i'm gonna continue man this is it this is this is my purpose and this is my destiny guys this is what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life i am going to be on espn you know i i know it's gonna be a lot easier it's gonna be a huge a hundred times easier when I'm not working in Best Buy still, because I have a lot more time to watch the games, to watch the games live, and, you know, to be more involved and more committed and more focused. I know it's going to come. I know it. But, um, you know, we're just, for now, you know, we're just, we're getting our feet wet. You know, we're, we're, we're making sure we're sounding good. We're, we're talking about the right stuff. We're organizing the right stuff. And it's just fun, man. You know, the process is fun. It's the game in between the game that's fun, man. But, you know, that is the conclusion of episode five. You know, we made it to episode five on 420. And I'm going to post it right, right when I finish. I'm not going to wait till the next day. I'm not going to wait for none of that stuff. But we're going to post it right away. You know, we usually post on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But, you know, our schedule is going to get better along the way. This is our first month. This is our first try. And, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Nothing's easy. Nothing's free. Nothing's easy. Nothing is given. Everything is earned, man. It's earned by hard work, by grit, by commitment, you know, by by drive, you know. And... um. You know, I'm just blessed. I'm so happy I get to do this. Um, you know, I went to church on Sunday, guys. I went to church, you know, and it was fun. I I felt the spirit. I, it was, I felt the, you know, I felt connected to the other people, and it was just fun, man. It was just fun going to church. You know, go to church when you can, guys, when you can. You know, when you can. Make some time for the Lord, um, you know, because he, he makes time for you all the time. You know, he cares about you. He listens to you, um, you know. He does all good stuff that you don't really, you don't really know. I remember the first time I went to this new church. Um, I wasn't supposed to go, you know, but I went because I had time and it was it fit my schedule. And I feel like it was meant for me to go because. Let me get in. Let me tell you the story real fast before we go. So I took care of a customer, right? I had a customer who had a bad experience. You know, I called the manager. The manager didn't make the experience any better. But, you know, thank God I was there. So, you know, they didn't make the experience any better, but I was still, I still had to help them. Still had to help them. So what I did, you know, I helped them to the best of my ability, did everything I can, and they ended up leaving with a great experience. So they ended up leaving with a great experience, and, um, you know, the lady, the lady that I helped, you know, she gave me an invitation to a sanctuary. It was to like a get together in some church. And I didn't know this lady from a hole in the wall. This is the first time I met this lady. But this lady gave me an invitation. It was for seven o'clock. I got off work at six o'clock. So I saw the invitation and I was like, hmm, it's at seven o'clock. So, you know, it fits the schedule. So, you know, F it, you know, I'm a go. I was like, okay, I'll see you there. So, bam, I went after work. I went to church. I didn't know anyone there. And they did a giveaway at this church. 
They did a giveaway for three prizes. It was a book, it was a t-shirt, and it was some movie tickets. And recently, I had gone, I had taken into an interest in starting to go into the movies and watch a lot of movies and all that stuff. So next thing you know, I go to this church, right? And they're doing the giveaway for the movie tickets, and I win! I won! I won the movie tickets! I won the movie tickets to see a movie called Jesus Revolution, who I would, who I totally recommend seeing. You know, it was a great story. It was a great movie. Um, it's great history, and you know, it was just a great movie. I was just, I was very emotional during this movie. I cried a couple times. Um, that's how you could tell, like how emotional it was. I cried a couple times, but it was fun. You know, the movie was great. And I totally recommend it. It's one of my favorite movies, Jesus Revolution. 10 out of 10. I love that movie. Give it a look. Um, but yeah, you know, I went to this church and, you know, they accepted me with open arms. You know, they send me messages here and there to, to make their services. But, you know, my schedule is tight. You know, I work five days a week. I have baseball. But um, they sent me an invitation to a breakfast uh, this Sunday. And it was before my game. You know, usually you're supposed to go, you're supposed to reach a game, go to your game like an hour before so you can warm up good and, you know, get a good, get a good, get a good warm up, you know, to get ready for the game. But instead, I went to church. I made time for the Lord and I went to church. I went to church and I brought one of my friends, my friend Yoni. He came with me to watch this. He came with me to church and we just had a great time at church, you know. It was amazing. It was wonderful. And I can't wait to go again. I can't wait for the next time, you know, I'm free and I'm able to go to this church. Um, but it was just a wonderful experience. And I, I love the church. Um, you know, guys, you know, make time, make time to go to church, you know, if you can. Or, you know, make time for the Lord because, you know, he always make time for you. He's never not helping you. He's never not with you. He's never not watching you. You know, he's he's always taking care of you as like he's taking care of me and my and everyone else, you know, as he's taking care of this world. You know, he made an agreement with Noah. You know, he could he could end us like that. Boom. He could end us. But he made an agreement not to because that's how much he cares about us. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to be happy. Uh, he wants us to to love and to to reproduce, to grow together, to share together. He wants us to do that, man. Um, but let me get, let me get back into it. And I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you for, for, for spending time with me on episode five. Episode, oh God, I get so hype. I get so hype, guys. I get so hype and we only at the fifth episode. It feels like I'm, I'm doing the first one again. It's this, this feeling is, is just great. I love this feeling. You know, I don't have the suit on today. Because I can't find the blazer. I don't know where the blazer was misplaced or where is it. Um, I see the pants, but, you know, the blazer's missing. But it's okay, man. It's okay, you know. We're going to get more suits down the line. And uh, we're going to have fun with this, guys. Um, Thank you again. Thank you again for spending, you know, time uh, with Marcos on Sports with Jesus. Um, we'll see you guys in the next episode, baby. We'll see you in the next one, baby. Thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for all the support. Uh, just, you know, from the bottom of my heart, man. From the bottom of my heart.
Thank you, guys. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.